Let's pray. Lord, as we consider your word today, Lord, we ask you to help us. Help me, first of all, to convey, convey your word in a truthful manner, Lord, that uh, it can be understandable, Lord. And we pray for all the listeners, Lord, that you would open our ears to your spirit, Lord, that we would understand what you would un want us to understand today and apply to our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> Are you a disciple of Jesus? Do you obey Jesus' word? Do you keep his commandments? One of the things that we are told by Jesus in the Gospels is to keep his word, keep his commandments. That's part of what makes a disciple. Jesus says, follow me and we, his disciples, follow. And here in Matthew 28 is another commandment of Jesus for his followers. Go and make disciples of all nations. Are you a disciple of Jesus? If so, what does that mean for you? Well, it means you are also to go and to make disciples of all nations. What is a disciple? A disciple is a student. In this case, a student of Jesus. And if we are to make disciples, we are also to make disciples of students, but we are also to disciple them ourselves. Well, how do you make disciples? Well, first of all, you have to show that you have something to teach. You have to have something in you that people are interested in. Some knowledge or skill, if it's a student, that will help them and lead to a benefit, something that others desire and want to acquire. We see it in academics and in the trades. It is teaching, training, and learning. And today we also see self-help gurus uh, who try to teach people how, how to better themselves, how to live healthy and prosperous lives either, and we see them either you know, on TV or on the internet or they write books. And, and if it grabs our interest, we watch them or we buy their books. Well, back in Jesus's time, there were rabbis who taught their students the Hebrew scriptures and philosophy, um, just as there also were craftsmen who taught their apprentices their um, different skill. And Jews, of course, were, were illiterate people, more than uh, most nations having and revering the scriptures and promoting education. And there were some very skilled rabbis and philosophers who who rose above the rest in their teaching, uh, those like Philo of Alexandria and uh, Gamaliel in Jerusalem. But most were traditional and less impressive. And in this time, 
especially here in Galilee, there in Galilee and, and the surrounding areas of Judea, suddenly this guy, John the Baptist, comes along. And John was radically different and more charismatic than the others having the Spirit of God upon him. And he preached a different message. He preached repentance and the need of a savior. And he attracted a different kind of student, one who recognized a need in themselves and who recognized the spirit of God upon John and desired the same for themselves. And of course, soon after John came Jesus and John pointed to Jesus. He said he was far greater than himself, even the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And that's how John, that's how, sorry, that's how Jesus got his first disciples. Those disciples of John who heard what John said about Jesus left him and they followed Jesus. And from there, Jesus carried on uh, teaching them and he carried on a ministry of teaching others and, and healing many, many people, the Holy Spirit being, being upon him. And Jesus simply called others to follow him as his disciples, which they did. And a group of, of 12 who he selected traveled and worked with him closely. After he had taught the crowds, they would come afterward to be with Jesus and, and ask him to explain the things that they didn't understand, to explain the parables deeper. John and Jesus didn't get their certification or authority to teach from any rabbinical schools, of course. They were sent by God. The word of God came to John in the wilderness and he went preaching, a, preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Luke 3, 2-3. And Jesus, of course, the unique Son of God, was sent by the Father. And he healed and he did miracles which proved his credentials. He taught and fulfilled the mission that was given to him by God the Father, which ultimately was to redeem the world by his death on the cross and his resurrection. And after his resurrection, he sent his disciples with his God-given authority, saying this, as the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he said that, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. John 20, 21. Well, here in Matthew, Jesus said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always.
to the end of the age. Well, getting back to you, again, I ask, are you a disciple of Jesus? You know, you need to be a disciple of Jesus before Jesus can send you to make disciples. What is it, again, to be a disciple of Jesus? Well, it is to make a commitment to Jesus to follow him, to keep his word and to obey his commandments. And that, of course, means you must first understand his word and know his commandments. You must give your life to him. You must prayerfully read his word daily and study it. It means you must ask him to help you to understand things that you have difficulty understanding in his word. Ask him to help you by his Holy Spirit, especially as those things relate to your life and the lives, lives of others. And ask him for his aid, his assistance in helping you always as he is, as he said, all with you always. We have to be aware of his presence always, even though we don't see him. We have to know his presence by faith. And being a disciple is, is also fellowshipping regularly and working with Jesus's other disciples, fellow Christians, fellow followers of Christ who are, are looking uh, to do the work that he's called us to do. You know, all of us know what it's like to be a student. Some of us are better at that than others naturally, but not all of us know what it's like to be a teacher or how to make disciples. And making disciples is even a closer relationship than that of a, a teacher to a student because it's more personal and it has a supernatural aspect to it. In educational terms, it would be more like a supervisor uh, teaching um, his student or a small group of students who, who walks along with his students through a series of trials or experiments and, and learning experiences and, and through those experiences together teaches them. In real life Christian discipling, it's, it's even a bit different than that, but the method is similar. It is more like what we would call mentorship. For an example, I was first discipled by a couple who were fellow dairy farmers in upstate New York with me, and I don't think either they or myself saw it as such as at the time. I simply looked at them as friends. The man uh, was a friend of my father's and he volunteered at the prison where my father worked as a guard. And he used to pop in every now and then to, to see me and my dairy, dairy operation. And eventually he invited me to a Bible study with other people my age. I went to that Bible study and God used that study to call me to himself using scriptures that I learned at that Bible study. And from then on, that couple invited me into their lives simply as friends. 
and I would visit their home regularly, share meals with them and conversation. And I witnessed in their home a life of faith and grace in the midst of quite a difficult life, in the midst of adversity. And that encouraged me on in my Christian walk. Today, I would definitely say that they made disciples out of me. I was baptized soon after um, that. Now, you might think that would be um, quite a commitment to make, to just um, invite someone into your life, into your home, uh, to share meals with you, especially today. But it's really quite simple, and it's not burdensome, because it's how Christ's how Christ designed it, how Christ's church is supposed to grow. It is what Jesus commanded. So I want to ask you today, are you open to something like that, to reach out to, to others, to share the gospel with them, to invite them into uh, first a Bible study, perhaps a small group, and then into your life to be friends with you? If you're not willing to do that, well, you must ask yourself, am I really a disciple? Because that's what Jesus asked us to do. The first epistle of John says, Jesus' commandments are not burdensome. They do not weigh us down. And Jesus' Jesus's commandments are not burdensome or onerous if our hearts are in the right place, if our hearts are for Jesus, if our hearts belong to Jesus, and if Jesus is in our hearts, and we love him, well, this is when his commandments are not burdensome. If that's the case, Jesus's commandments don't go against our nature, even if we are not teachers, by nature, or, or even people, persons. I'm, I'm an introvert myself. It's not easy for me to naturally share with others anything. But because Jesus's words and his commandments to us are love and Holy Spirit inspired, it can become easy. Love is what is behind all of Jesus's commandments. John 4, 1 John 4, 16 says, God is love. And the one who resides in love resides in God and God resides in him. So it is God residing in us that gives us the love for others. Again, as I said, as Jesus' disciples, we are called to make other disciples. Doing that, we must first speak the gospel to others, and they must obey the gospel to become disciples themselves. That obeying the gospels is to believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that he came into the world to die for our salvation. 
then they must obey his commandments. And, and those commandments are first to love God because he so loved us. And, and then to love our neighbors as ourselves, even love our enemies, as Jesus taught. Now that's where it gets tough. Loving someone who does not love us must be something supernatural. It's beyond us naturally. But that is what the gospel is all about. It's about God expressing love to us while we were still ignoring him or while we were even against him. How do we love our neighbor as ourselves? We determine to give them the same treatment that we received from God, though they, like us, don't deserve it. And one way to express that love is to tell them about Jesus. They might not see it as such, so it's good to soften them up first uh, by unusual acts of kindness that will likely cost you something. But if done from a heart of love, they are very meaningful to the, the, the person that you're doing them to. And, and love is a hard thing to resist if it's truly done out of love. If love or compassion is not in your heart for that person, I would say wait. Wait and pray for that person. Ask God to give you his love for them. And when you get that, then go for it. Only when that person receives the message of the gospel, can, can you make disciples of them, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to observe all that Jesus commanded. Again, in order to make disciples, we have to be disciples ourselves and be willing to do what Jesus commanded us to do. Jesus told his disciples in Luke 24, 47, that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations. He said, and you are witnesses of these things. But he also told them to tarry in the city of Jerusalem until they are endued with power from on high. And we, we have to uh, think about this and what it means for us. He told them that because there was no way that they could do what he told them on their own. The power to do that came from God. It came from God the Holy Spirit and it came with boldness. And that boldness was driven by pure agape love, God's love that was put in their hearts for others. And today we desperately need that love and we desperately need that power. We can love our children and our families with natural love. We can even love Christian brothers and sisters whose hearts have been changed by God, those who are um, like us, who, who love us back. But to love those who are outside of God and outside of our families, those who uh, are prejudiced against God and against us, that's not possible to do without God's Holy Spirit, his spirit being spread abroad in our hearts. And again, it's not an option.
for us as Jesus' disciples. As disciples of Jesus, we are commanded to love others and to share the gospel with them. So how can we do it? Especially, how can we do it if we do not have that love? Well, we must desire it and ask for it. And we must wait in faith until we receive it from God. He will give us what, what, we, what we ask for if it's in his will. And that is definitely in his will. We can't share the gospel effectively without love for the people that we are sharing it with. We, we have to confess our own prejudices and our own sins before God and ask for forgiveness and for his Holy Spirit's help in being a disciple of his. We can't be like Jonah telling the people about God's judgment without sharing his love and his mercy. We must be like God and to be like God, we need to be filled with his spirit and it has to be recognizable by those we are sharing with and, and living with. And we must ask for and look for opportunities to share the gospel with them and to share our own lives with them in a deeper way than perhaps we ever would want to naturally. Well, thinking about this, I was, I was convicted that um, I haven't discipled anyone in this way for, for quite some years, probably 25 years was the last uh, time that I remember um, actually discipling someone in, in such a way. And yes, since that time, of course, I got married and had children. And hopefully I've discipled my children uh, since that time. But really, um, there must be more to it than that. So I pray, Lord, Lord, help me to, to again, um, not only be a disciple, but to be willing and, and, and open and, and actually look to disciple others in this way. Uh, let's all pray for that. Let, let's pray. Lord, we ask you, Lord, to help us, Lord. We see this command. We know that being a disciple is, is obeying your your commands, Lord, following you, giving our whole lives to you, availing uh, ourselves to your service and your Holy Spirit, Lord. So we do pray for your your Holy Spirit, Lord, to be recognized, um, Lord, by by others in us, Lord. We pray that you would fill us in such a way that we we have love that oozes out toward others and that we will want to love others and, and give different expressions of love that are even costly to us, Lord. Lord, help us to open our hearts to those around us, Lord, in, in special ways, Lord, and to, Lord, to live that life filled with your Holy Spirit, loving uh, one another in our church as well, as, as, Lord, you say that that is how the world will know that we are your disciples by the way we love one another. So please help us in this, Lord. We wait for you, Lord, to, to give us what we need in faith. In Jesus' name, amen.